0: Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 5, right you there? We're going to start reading in verse number 25. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Everybody say 12 years. 12 years. And has suffered many things from many physicians. Now, I want you to listen very carefully. She has spent all that she had and was no better. Did Anybody know what I'm talking about? But rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. For she said, watch, here's what she says, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Mm. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened, happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. (laughs) And he said to her, daughter, your faith, everybody say faith, has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Pray with me, please. Father, thank you for your word today. God, we position ourselves to hear Because this is our moment, this is a time, God, when you will bring change, Father God, through this people. Father, I pray this morning that there will be a fresh revelation, a fresh understanding, God, about the moment, about the time that we're in, so that we can make good on it, God. Father, I pray, as I always pray every week, that you would help me preach with accuracy. Help me to teach with clarity. Help me to teach in such a way, God, that your people will hear the word of the Lord and their lives will be forever impacted and change will come. This is not just another message, but this is a moment of impact. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. We began a series a couple of weeks ago entitled Position for Success, so, as I have been saying to you uh, for, uh, throughout this series, that this particular series or this particular series of messages are really is an anthem for our whole year. And that is, as a people, we are positioning ourselves for success. And so we began the series by way of recap. Uh, we begin the series talking about an attitude of success. Uh, Last week, we talked about the power of uh, planning and taking control of your life so that you can uh, position yourself for success. And today, I want to talk about seizing the moment. Everybody say, the moment. moment. You know, all of us can look back over our life, (laughs) and perhaps you can look back over your life and you can think that there was a defining moment in your life that led you to the place that you are for many of us you know for me a defining moment obviously for everybody was when we gave our life to Christ that was a big turn right that was a defining moment uh, when I married my dear wife uh, I tell people all the time i overachieved overachieve because I really did that was a defining moment but all of us have had those moments in life where we realized we missed an opportunity Mm. opportunity that came knocking and for whatever reason we didn't seize that moment we we wasted that opportunity we squandered that opportunity and now perhaps you find yourself sitting here this morning and you're saying man what didn't i, I time you know what I'm talking about Amen. that was an opportunity that i had an opportunity that I squandered, there was a moment of time when God was trying to do something in my life and I missed it. And nothing can become more frustrating to realize that you squandered a moment of time. Opportunities. You, you, You see, moments are as numerous as the stars in the sky a whole lot of them, and at any particular moment, any particular moment can be the moment that will change the course of your life forever. God, listen to me, God has ordained for you opportunities. God has ordained for you who are sitting here this moment, this morning, there are opportunities, there are moments that God has already ordained for you, but here's the key. You must take advantage of the opportunities that God gives to you, because let me tell you this, when you miss an opportunity, that opportunity is gone. And you never, ever know the full potential of an opportunity. Is God a God of grace? Yes, he is. Thank God he's a God of grace. Is he a God of the second chance? Yes, he is. And we thank God that he's a God of the second chance. But you must realize that a moment and an opportunity that God brings your way is precious. And so part of my assignment this morning is to help to position ourselves so that we will recognize our God moment. What if I said to you this morning that your most defining moment of your life is still ahead of you? What if I said this morning that the the thing that, 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 that will change the course of your life forever has not come yet, that moment is still on the way? How would you prepare for that moment? How would you prepare your heart for that moment? Here's the beauty of walking with God. I thank God that that He's a God of grace. Amen? I thank God that there's been opportunities that I've wasted. How many of you have ever, has anybody in here ever wasted an opportunity? Maybe it's just me. You wasted an opportunity. Here's the beauty about God you never, ever know what God has in store for you. When the Bible says that he is a repairer and a restorer, I mean, no, God can make right some things in our life. And for many of us, you can testify, man, in spite of what I did, God has done some amazing things in my life. But here's the thing that I want us to grasp this morning, that here's our here's what got to be our prayer as a people. Watch this. Lord, teach me to number my days. Teach me, God, that's Psalm 912. Teach me to number our days. Why is that so important to all of us? Because what that says to us is that God has put a cap on your days. Come on, somebody. Whether you realize it or you don't, there's a cap on your days. And that's why I say to people, you gotta be careful how you spend your time, what you do with your time, and who you spend your time with. And the church said. Because God has set a time. He has numbered your days. And so what that is to say is that how many know that God is a steward over us? And God watches over us. And so there are opportunities. There, There are things that God has already set in motion. And if we're not listening, if we're not positioning ourselves accordingly, we can miss our moment. Again and again and again. God want to help us this morning to come out of this rat race of missing opportunities. God wants us this morning to maximize every single moment. God wants us to get ourselves into position so then when a moment of time comes, when God does a work in your life, when the opportunity comes that is from God, you seize that moment. You'll seize it and you won't waste it away. How many know life is precious? It's precious. And every moment that we have is very, very important. As I think of it in the scripture, you know some folks that had divine moments. You remember Joshua, right? Joshua had a divine moment. Joshua was afraid, Joshua was scared. Because Moses, who was his leader, Moses had died. <laughs> and now God said to Moses, to Joshua, Joshua, you've got to lead the people into the promised land. And over and over again, the Bible, the Lord kept telling Joshua, be strong and be very courageous. Be strong and be very courageous. How many know that that was the defining moment for Joshua? If Joshua wouldn't have stepped up to the plate, he would have never saw the walls of Jericho fall down. How many remember that story? You remember Abraham? Abraham was called out by God. He said, Abraham, I want you to leave everything, Abraham. I want you to leave everything, and I want you to follow me. How me you know that that was a defining moment in Abraham's life? How me you know David, when he confronted the giant? Amen. You remember David? How me you know that was a life changer for David? Here's a little boy in the back of the yard. He was feeding the sheep, and all of a sudden David, because something had kind of grown, something was in his soul, something told David deep down in, the, in, the, in his heart that David, that there's greatness on the inside of you. How I many of you feel that in yourself? There's greatness, there's power, there's something significant, and David could have shrunk back like the rest of those guys who was afraid. But David saw a moment he saw a moment. He says, man, I can take the giant out. This is my opportunity. Everybody else is afraid, but I'm going for it. David takes that sling, and guess what happens to the giant? The giant goes down, and guess what? David was propelled as the king of a nation. How do you know that was a defining moment? I mean, you know Moses having blown it how I many know that Moses was a murderer? He was a fugitive. The cops were after him. Y'all don't know that? You don't, you remember that? That was a warrant off for brother Moses. He was on the run after he killed a member of the Pharaohs, the Egyptians. Thank you. After he killed one of the Egyptians, he was on the run. All of a sudden, God shows up after 40 years in a burning bush. I know some of you are saying, man, where's my burning bush? It's here. It's coming to you right here this morning. Your burning bush moment, that defining moment. See, a burning bush represents a defining moment. <laughs> and he said, Moses, I'm sending you. Wait a minute, God, wait a minute. You mean to tell me, God, I got another chance? <laughs> I do you know, Moses responded. But before Moses went, Moses was afraid. Oh, God, I, I can't speak. I can't talk. I can't do this. I can't do that. But let me tell you something. Moses still had enough sense to go. And when Moses went, guess what? He became the leader of God's people. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. There are moments and opportunities that is coming your way. It's coming your way, and you have to seize it. Now, let's look at some verses here in the Bible. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. You get there, say amen. Look at this, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. You there? So see then that you walk circumspectly. Everybody says circumspectly. Watch this, that means to be careful. That means to walk in wisdom. That means to not act hastily. That means to take your time to process what you're getting into. He said, not as fools, but as wise. How many know the fools don't think about where they're going? Fools just get up every day and they just, they, just, they, just, they, just, they just go. They never think about it. But how many know, circumspect people, they actually think about it. Amen? They process. They think about it. See, he says, so then, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Or buying back the time. And many of the translation would say, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. So here's what God is saying. That we need to make the most of, not some opportunities, right? He didn't say a couple of opportunities. He said make the most of every opportunity that comes your way. Now here's what, here's what that tells me. An opportunity is going to come. And where are you going to be when the opportunity come knocking on your door? You know, one of the the hardest things to try to teach is young people who feel like that they're invincible. Amen? Amen. They think that they got forever. You know, how many know the life? You never know what a day may bring. I've lived long enough to know. Some of us older folks, we've lived long enough to be able to tell you, you better seize the moment. (laughs) Because you never know what is going to transpire. So, Paul tells the church of Ephesus, walk circumspectly, walk with wisdom, walk carefully because opportunities will come and don't waste your time. Everybody say time. Don't waste your time. Time is precious. How many you know time is a gift and we all get the same amount out of it every day? What is the difference between somebody that can be highly productive Versus somebody who can't during the course of a day. It's how they use their what? Time. We're still talking about positioning ourselves for success. Now, jump on over to to Genesis chapter number 2, verses 15 through 17. I'm going to show you an example of the power of a missed opportunity. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Still laying the foundation here, but look at this. Then the Lord God took the man, (laughs) wow, and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Everybody say keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. Everybody say freely eat. How many know that's a pretty good deal God has given him? Every tree in the garden. Now, mind you, there's no sin. There's no unrighteousness. There is nothing but perfection because <laughs> so every tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat I'm sorry every, I'm sorry but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you will surely everybody say surely surely die now I want you to think about it for a moment the power of choice here Adam along with his wife Eve They have a garden filled with endless opportunities and pleasure. I mean, no, they can't go wrong. I mean, God says, you can have everything you want. You have the opportunity, Adam and Eve, to be blessed forever. You have the opportunity not to die. You have the opportunity to be healthy all of your days. You have the opportunity to experience eternal bliss, All you got to do, Adam, is one thing. Just one thing. Everybody say one thing. thing. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But what happens? (laughs) What does Adam and Eve do? The one thing God said don't do, guess what? They did. How many know that was a missed opportunity? And because of what Adam and Eve did, watch this, The whole world has been plunged into sin. How many know that we are still reaping the benefits of Adam's sin even now? The whole creation has been uh, 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 demolished, demoted, is infested, affected with sin because of the power of, watch this, one choice. I'm talking to you. Listen to me. Understand the power of a choice. One choice in your life can change everything. How many know that when Adam and Eve made that one choice, they missed that opportunity. How many know that their relationship with God was severed at that moment? He said, Adam, now you're going to die. No, you're going to surely die. And then after that, then he said, Eve, you're going to give birth to babies. I don't know what it would have been like to give birth to children, but it would have been painless. (laughs) Every time... I saw my wife scream in the hospital. I thought about this scripture verse in pain. It wasn't supposed to be that way. I mean, no, it wasn't supposed to be wars and fighting. Among, it wasn't supposed to be all that. We were supposed to live in eternal bliss. But because of that one choice, one choice, one choice, it changed everything. Y'all, I want you to hear me this morning. One choice in your life, one missed opportunity can change everything. That's why the Bible says that you've got to choose carefully. Make the most of every opportunity. Why? Because when we're careless with our time, when we're careless with our life, one day you'll look up and you'll have a moment of regret. And, and for some of us, some of us are still stuck in a moment. I'm going to give you something for that in a moment. We're going to get you free, amen? We're going we're 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 to we give you the condition, but we're going to pull you up, amen? <laughs> but I want you to understand the power of choice. Who you connect with, who you marry, where you go to school at, what occupation you take, who you hang out with, what are you doing, all of that. It's the power of choice. You make the wrong choice, and bam, your life could be turned upside down. And you and we don't want to find ourselves thinking, God, why did I? Nothing is more frustrating to live a life and to look back and hate your life because you missed some opportunities. Now, here's the thing. You're going to get delivered this morning. Because the thing of it is is one of the best teachers in life, listen to me, I'm talking to you like a father this morning, like a pastor. Listen, one of the best teachers in life is a missed opportunity. One of the best teachers I know you say, well, man, I, I know it's not a good, I know, but, but there are some things that we can learn. And our hope today is that we will share with some folks who will understand that you better be very, very careful about what you are thinking about doing because there are consequences along the way. How many know that Esau, you remember Esau in the Bible? Esau sold his birthright. There were, there were blessings that came along for the firstborn. And the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 17, here's, I want you to hear this verse concerning Esau. For you know that afterwards, after Esau, who gave up his blessing, he had the blessing of the, of, the, of the firstborn. And he gave it up for a bowl of vegetable soup. That's what I like to call it. He gave it up. Why? Because he doesn't want a soup. And so what he did, he's made. take my birthright. Take my birthright. Take, and the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 17, for you know that afterwards, watch this, people, listen to me. When he had wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. In other words, after Esau had blown it, he begged, he begged and said, give me back that opportunity, and that opportunity was gone. The more I live my life, the more I understand that my God, God works in frames, he, he, he works in moments. You know, uh, suddenly they were in the upper room, right? They were praying, talking, and suddenly the Holy Ghost fell and fire, uh, tongues of fire fell on their heads. It was sudden. When Jesus comes back to receive us, it's going to be sudden without warning. Oftentimes moments come without warning. Opportunities come without anyone at all. It just show up. And some of us, we miss it because we're not where we need to be in order to understand and process this moment. This is a moment of time. Which brings us to this woman here who had the issue of blood for 12 years. I love this story. I could probably teach like 10 sermons from that. It's it's, it's that rich. That rich. Here's a woman who was desperate. The Bible says that she spent every penny that she had, everything. She, she had was sick for 12 years. She kept hemorrhaging blood. The Bible says she spent everything. She was broke. Nobody would insure her. She couldn't get health care. She couldn't even get Obamacare. That was a joke. She couldn't get it. She was broke. She was in a place where she was desperate. How many know I'm talking about? How many ever been in a desperate place? And she could have, she could have sat there, people. She she could have sat there and and, and and just wallowed in her self-pity about how that I have for 12 years I've been trying to get rid of this disease. And I can't shake it. Some of you had an issue for a year or two, and you're going crazy. She'd been having this issue for 12 long years. And everything about this issue uh, broke her, debilitated her, completely wiped her out. Do you think that she might be a candidate for depression? I'm sick. I don't know what to, I can't get healed. I, I can't get no insurance. Nobody will help me. I'm broke. I got nothing left. Nothing. But then she heard about a man. (laughs) She heard, in verse 27 of, I believe, Mark chapter 5, she heard, everybody say heard. She heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. And, and, And what that tells me is that even though this woman was in a very, very difficult place, I got to hear me. Even though she was troubled and even though she was in a hard place, there was something in her that was still waiting and believing God for a moment. Something that would significantly change her life. And when she heard about Jesus, you know what the old girl did? She piped up. Go go ahead. Turn to Mark chapter 5. I don't think y'all, but y'all looking at me like you don't believe me. I don't know what's wrong, but come on. I I just got to take it. Go to Mark chapter 5. Go there. Run. Run quick. And look at verse 27 of Mark chapter 5. When she heard about Jesus, she heard him. She heard him. She came behind him in the crowd and she touched him. You know what this woman was saying? I'm desperate. I need a touch from God. I need God to help me. And she heard about Jesus, and what, what, here's what she did. She got up, and she had to, I can imagine this woman falling over some people, pushing some people out of the way. I mean, you know, when you get desperate, sometimes you just got to knock some people out of the way. Literally. When you get desperate, you, you, you get backed up in a corner. You, oh, you think you're holding and sanctified. You get desperate. Going, something, something will come up out of you when you get desperate. But this woman, she got desperate instead of what? Here's the thing. She could have stood there. She could have stayed there and stayed depressed. Right? She could have been depressed and said, you know, I'm just depressed. and I ain't going to ever be healed. My situation ain't going to ever change. You know what that woman did? She said, no, no, no. No, I heard about Jesus. I got to go. I got, you, know, you, know, you know what she said? Let me, let me translate it for you. She said, this is my moment. This is an opportunity. Right here, this is my moment, and everything will get out of my way because I will seize this moment. How many know that here's why you can't live in depression? Here's why you can't. Let me tell you, if you are struggling with depression, discouragement, park there for about a good two minutes and get up out of it. Don't wallow in self-pity. Do you hear me? Jesus said, do not worry. He said it for a reason. Why? Because how many know when you're depressed and you're overtaken by worry, you'll miss divine moments all the time. How many know that if she would have been stuck there just talking about, oh, me, I'm just going to sit here and die. How many know that her moment would have just passed her right by? Her moment, her opportunity, she would have stayed right where she was and Jesus would have walked right by her house. He would have walked by. Why? Because she why? Because if she hadn't, then she had, would not not have recognized that particular moment. So what does she do? She recognizes her moment. She gets up and she attacks it. Let I me mean, know when an opportunity comes your way. You better grab hold of it. Grab it. Snatch it. Don't play with it. Don't pr- grab it. Grab you! this is my moment, this is my opportunity, I'm going, and let me, t- listen, don't try to explain stuff, don't try to give people a debate, don't try to talk, don't let, go, seize the moment, because you don't know how long that moment will be there. This woman said, if I can touch him, how I many know when she touched him, she was made whole? So much so that Jesus stopped out of all the people that was thronging him. And he said, who is that? The disciples looked at him and said, Jesus, you're crazy. There have like a, there's thousands of people bumping up on hundreds. What's wrong with you? He no, 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 no. Somebody touched me. Somebody understood their moment. Somebody sees their opportunity. You're here this morning. You find yourself battling with a little bit of depression or feeling like you can't go on. God has sent me here this morning to tell you, snap out of it. Look at the name, and say, snap out of, out of it. Get out of it. Watch this. And go see. Look, because you never know. How many know that this is a roller coaster? You know, the thing about work, the beauty about walking with Jesus is this is a this is a roller coaster, baby? And you know what? And and I don't. And I I would. Y'all know me. I don't mess with them things. Y'all, y'all know that. But from what I've heard, it's exciting <laughs> because you never ever know when God is going to show up with an opportunity that will knock your socks off. you never know when God will show up with a divine moment where you you have to be there to say, that's it, that's what I've been waiting for. And when you see it, don't you hesitate. Run to it. Don't play with your moment. Don't pray with your opportunities because God has set a course for you he has a plan for you, and he's going to give you moments. Do you think Goliath just happened to show up? Do you really think Goliath just happened to land there? No, God put him there. So that David, so that he can raise David up, because David was already anointed king before Goliath ever showed up. So y'all not listening to me.
1: You're not hearing.
0: He was already King, I mean, God had already set it up. I want you to understand that God has set up some divine moments and opportunities for you. But guess what? You got to make sure you don't miss it. You got to make sure that you don't fool around with your life. You got to make sure that your head is not in the sand. You got to make sure that you're not playing around. You got to live your life with some purpose. Sometimes when you're serious about what God has called you to, some people will look at you and think you're arrogant. No, you're not arrogant. Baby, you just got a work to do. You're determined to make the most of every opportunity that God has given to you. Now watch this. I'm I'm, I'm going to close. and watch. Look at this. This is real quick. Four keys. Four keys keys I got for you. Four keys to season our moments and opportunities. Here we go. Four keys. Number one. (laughs) Move on from past moments. Oh gosh. Boy, I can preach a lot on now, but I won't. Look at this. It says, brethren, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Paul said this. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. How many of you know to relive the past is to relinquish your future? When you remain stuck in a moment, you are incapable of dis- of, you are incapable of, dece- of, of, of seizing your divine moment. See so here's, here's the thing. Some of us, if we're not careful, we could be so stuck in a moment. I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. You can be so stuck in a moment that because you're living in the past, you can't seize what's in front of you. Some people, you talk to them, they talk about something that happened 20 years ago like it just happened yesterday. You know why? Because it's still stuck. As long as you stay stuck in the past, you can never, ever seize the moment ahead of you. You remember we talked about God has a plan for you. The opportunity is coming your way. They're going to come knocking. But if you, listen, if you miss some opportunities in the past, look at the neighbor and say, it's over. That opportunity is gone. You can't get that one back. But here's what you can do. Watch this. You can position yourself for the next one. Yeah, you can position yourself because you learn a little bit now. You're a little bit wiser. Hopefully, after this message, you'll be even more wiser. I'm a little bit wiser, so I won't miss this train when it comes. I'll be standing right where I need to be to seize my moment. So you got to get out of the past. Well, you know what? I, I, I should. Everybody know what you should have did. It's over now i'm going i'm moving ahead how many know that god has designed us to be a forward moving people everything that god does it's all about being forward paul said look paul said i ain't perfect man paul said look i'm not perfect but one thing i know i got to do i gotta do it i i know you can say what you want to say but one thing i got to do brother larry i got to forget what's behind and i gotta impress on to what's ahead of me i got to do that why because the moment is coming and i don't want to be asleep I don't want to miss my moment. I don't want to miss when God shows up and he propelled me. I mean, know, there have been many people, you talk to great people, even, I mean, great men and women of faith. You talk to them, they will tell you, man, there was something significant that happened in my life and, and God just showed up. I believe that God is just going to show up in some of your lives. I believe this year God's going to show up. Some of you, God God has spoken to me. This thing is so deep in my spirit. God has spoken to me that this is a divine moment. This is a moment for some of you, you're going to experience some things and it's going to change your life forever. God is about to show up. Now, for those who receive it, you better catch it and run with it. The rest of y'all stay where you're at. But like the big old 18 wheeler, we're rolling, baby. We're rolling. Number two, you gotta make wise choices. Well, you know, if I'm gonna catch, if I'm gonna seize my moment, I gotta make wise choices. Well, how do pastors pastor do I make wise choices? Look at, look at, look at this. Write, write, write this down. we have time to turn there. Psalms 32.8. I love this verse. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. I mean, no, boy, that's good stuff. God said, I will teach you. I will go- God said, I will watch over you. I will show you which way you need to go. How many, know that if, how many know that if we're walking in sync with God, you won't miss your moment? Oh, the closer you are to Jesus, oh, you'll catch it. You'll see, you'll see it way down the road. Oh, yeah, I see it. You know why? Because your eyes is where they need to be. And you've been looking because how many know the entrance of his word gives light That's Psalm 119, 130, for those who want to write it down. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, now hear me, hear me. We talk a lot in this church about reading the Bible, having a daily regimen. But, you know, we do that for one purpose and for one reason only. Because the closer we are, the more that we utilize God's principles, the more success we're going to have. See, God is a God of principles. You can't manipulate God's principles. God's principles don't change. If you're one of those persons that's trying to, oh, how many know God don't play tricks? His principles are eternal. And God's principles are his principles. And when we utilize, how many know that even a heathen, some of you, you you have to go home and think about this. Even a heathen who don't know God, if they utilize his principles, they'll be blessed. Uh, Even a heathen. How many know that the principles of God our life changing. They're timeless. So the more I, I, I utilize his principles, the more I understand his word. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to make a wise choice. I'm going to be able to seize my moment. I'm going to see it. Number three, if you're going to seize your moment, you got to be in the right place. Oh, how many, how many of us have missed a moment because we were doing something we weren't supposed to do? How many of us have missed a moment because we weren't where we were supposed to be? How many know that on Sunday you're supposed to be in church? And the church (laughs) said, How many know that placement is important? There have been a lot of people I've known of that missed their divine moment and opportunity because they got shot. There are many people that I know that missed their moment. I'm going to tell it. They missed their moment and opportunity because they weren't where they were supposed to be. I, listen, I don't mind if the Lord take me. I'm good. But, boy, I don't want to go because I was someplace I wasn't supposed to be. Amen. Take an inventory of your life and figure out and say, God, and listen, and make sure that not only you be in the right place, but you hook up with the right people. Because God, listen, let me tell you something. God is shooting out the opportunities, but when you're not in place, when you're not running with the right people, you'll be blinded to your opportunities. If you're hooked up with the wrong person, you'll be sitting there, you'll be just as blind, and the enemy wants you blind. First Corinthians 15, 50, says this, Do not be deceived, evil company corrupt good habits. Get in place. There are many people this morning who should be here this morning, but they're not here. And you say, Pastor, well, Pastor, how can you say that? Because I get a phone call, and they'll ask me and say something to me that I taught on last week. Or I taught on a month ago. Well, I was, well what were you at today? Well, I, I, was, just, I, was, I was just tired. How many you know? <laughs> tired. How many you know that we need to use, make better use of our time so we won't be so tired? Most of us are tired because we're undisciplined. That's, that's the truth. We're tired because we're undisciplined. We don't go to bed. Listen, how many know that you're supposed to go to bed? Go to bed. <laughs> go to bed at night. Sleep well. Be in place. Get with the right people. Don't go certain Listen, the Bible says that a, a, a wise man foresees the evil. Watch this. And he hides himself. So a wise person They ponder the path, the way they go. I I tell you what, if you ever take me someplace, if if, if you ever ride with me, one of the things you'll learn about me real quick, I want to know where you're taking me, where you're going, and when you're going to have me back, and who you're going to do it with. I don't just hop in nobody's car, we're going to go for a ride. No, 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 where we going? Because I ponder the path. Because I know how delicate this situation is, and I don't want to end up someplace. So I ask, where are you taking me? What time are you going to have me back? What are we doing? So now, why am I doing that? Because I understand the power of placement. Being in the right place at the right time with the right people will cause you to capture your divine moment. Number four, and the last one. If you're going to seize your divine moment, you've got to stop procrastinating. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, here's a number one reason. Here's a good way you know that you're procrastinating. Well, the Lord been dealing with me, trying to tell me to do that for a long time. Well, why do you do it then? Well, you know, the Lord told me, well, why don't you do it? (laughs) How do you know that procrastination will zap your moments? You know you're supposed to do, don't procrastinate, do it. Everybody say, do it. Nike Nike had it right, didn't he? Just do it. I should have had that right up here. Bam, just do it, little Nike emblem, right? Procrastination, how how many many know when God tells you to do something, he's telling you to do something because he intends to bless you. (laughs) When God gives you directives, God intends to bless you. When God speaks to you about something, he says do this, just go do it. Don't sit back and try to argue with God. Don't try to to reason it out. Just say, you know what? God, if this is what I'm supposed to do, do it. How many know we need to stop procrastinating? You know why? Because time is passing by. Every day the clock is going like this. Every day. The clock is ticking. One day you're going to wake up. procrastinating it'll be over because see you never know what a day may bring procrastination is one of the biggest killers of folks that are trying to achieve their destiny procrastination will zap all the life out of a divine moment because God will only speak once and tell you what to do. He don't change. And God will stay right where He is. He will stay. God will say the same thing to you every time until you hear, it. God, I'm ready to move on. God said, No, He's moving nowhere until you do what I tell you to do. Why? Because I want to position you for the moment that's coming. God, I mean, Ain't that good to know that God, got, God already got a plan for you? Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Listen. Nobody's moving, please. There's a verse in Hebrews. There's a verse in Hebrews that says, (laughs) Hebrews 3.15 says, while it is said, today, if you hear his voice. Today, if you hear his voice. Today. Today. Everything about God is today. Don't put off what Tomorrow, what you can do today. He says, today, 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 if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. It is about today. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and this is your moment. Maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus. Jesus knows those who are his. And make no mistake about it. We can fool one another, but we can't fool Jesus. He's a maker of the heart, and he understands. If you're here this morning, and you don't know Jesus, you never really, you haven't given your life over to Jesus yet. He says, today, this is your moment. Because who knows what will happen when you leave this church? Who knows what will happen to you the moment that you get in your car and drive down the road. Today, today, everything about God is today. If you're sitting here today, right now, and you have not relinquished your life to him, his word is only one word to you today, give it over. This is your moment. This is a defining moment. This, is the, this moment is the rest of your life if you don't know him as your Savior, if you haven't surrendered your life to him, please, I beg you, I implore you by the name of Jesus, make him the Lord and the ruler. You know what Lord and ruler means. That means he's the captain. That means he determines your course. That means you live for him and him alone. He is your master. If you're here this morning, and you don't know him, just slip your hand up. I want to pray with you. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You know where you are with God. This is a defining moment. God has sent me to tell you this is a moment. This is a moment. Today, if you hear his voice, do like the woman who had the issue of blood. Pop right out the chair and run up here. Grab hold of the opportunity. Grab hold of the moment. Don't play with it. This is a moment is there one we say pastor i'm not saved i'm not i'm not saved i know i'm not i want to give you that opportunity to come to the altar this morning i want to give you the opportunity I feel like the Lord just wanted to restore some things this morning. God has sent me here to tell you two things. Two things he wants you to know, to make sure that you live your life and take advantage of every moment and every blessing and everything that he does, take advantage. On the backside of that, he wants you to know, for those who wasted an opportunity, you made some choices. And you, maybe you've been struggling and maybe you've been battling. Maybe through this message you realize that, that you've been, you, you're just struggling. You, you, maybe you're stuck in a moment. Maybe you're just stuck. You're just stuck and you can't get over it. Maybe you're mad at yourself and you're kicking yourself because of an opportunity that was squandered or because of a bad choice that was made in a moment. God sent me here this morning so that you might be healed, that you might be restored and that he might refresh your moments. The Bible says repent so that the times of refreshing would come from the presence of the Lord. The time of refreshing, that is the latter of rain. That is the grace of God. That's the mercy of God. If you're a Christian this morning and you know you missed some opportunity, but maybe you just say, Pastor, I... I just need you to pray. I, I just, I just need, I just need to feel the confidence. I need to be disconnected once and for all. I need to move forward. I am done. I am done. If that's you this morning, take. Do like the woman that had the issue of blood. Just run on up here. Is there one? Is there one? Just come on up to you, dogs. Don't even, don't even, don't even wait. Just, just run up here. Just, just run. It's an opportunity, and you just, you just need God to touch you in a fresh way. Just run up here. Don't even think about it. The Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is moving. Because everyone up here, <laughs> God want every one of you to know that he truly is the repairer of the breach. And that whatever happened to you or whatever wasted opportunity you had, whatever you're struggling with, first of all, God wants me to let you know this morning, it's over. (laughs) That opportunity, that is gone. But here's the word of the Lord for you this morning. Behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness. I will make the crooked places straight. God's word to you this morning is don't remember the former things, for the former things have passed away. It's over. He says, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing this morning. I'm doing a new thing. He says, it's going to spring forth. And God wants you to know this morning, and I really believe that I'm speaking of the spirit this morning, or I wouldn't say. It. It's a few of you up here this morning, your most profound moment is going to happen this year. There's a big moment. I just said for two or three of you up here, there's there's something there's a defining moment, something that will alter the course of your life. This is and, and you will know it when it comes. But see, now you're sensitive to it. You're sensitive to it this morning. Your eyes, your heart is ready. You're ready this morning. You're ready. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. But the You gotta seize it. You gotta stop playing. You gotta seize it. You gotta go and do it. You just gotta do it. You just gotta. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Every one of you who are up here, just come on. Just stretch your hands to the Lord. We're just gonna pray. Just repeat after me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Forgive me for being stuck in the past. Forgive me for missing an opportunity. But now I'm ready to go forward. New opportunities, new visions, new dreams. I receive it right now. I let go of the past. I'm grabbing hold of my future. I'm running to my future. I'm ready for my moment. I'm ready for my most significant moment. Bring it into my life, Lord. Restore me. Heal me. Give me boldness. Give me confidence. Give me peace. I receive it, Lord. The blessing of my moment. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God a praise if you believe it. Now, I want all of y'all to turn around for a moment. These are tokens of his grace. These are those who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and these are those, I want you to see their face and remember this moment, that they are going to experience a defining moment in 2014. This year, this year, I decree it over you, this year, a significant moment is coming. And the Lord is saying, you will hear it because of this day. You will catch it. You will see it. And we as the church will get behind you. And we will encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Amen, church. Come on, give God a praise, if you will. Amen. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet, everybody. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. Put on some happy music in Jesus' name. Uh, Some upbeat dancing, something like that. Celebration, you know, like, you know, something to make us. Here's here's the thing, guys. Did that word help anybody this morning? Listen, your time is coming. Make the most of every opportunity. We're not wasting one more time. We're not, we're not. We, we got, we got, listen. Jesus is coming back soon. Soon. God. And I believe not only in your life that God is going to bless. But our church is about, this is a moment in our church's history. 120 will be a turning point in the life of our church. Say 120. 120 will be The turning point this is an opportunity here's what you must do don't jump on the train jump on this thing and move with the spirit move with the spirit amen amen every let's lift our hands to the Lord now unto him who is able to keep us from falling hallelujah to him be glory dominion power now and forevermore we are blessed to be a blessing we are folks of purpose We are pressing into our destiny in Jesus' name. And all God's people said amen. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. God bless. See you next week. 120. Amen.